Well, good morning. This is a very special Tuesday. It is Breakfast with the Broker every Tuesday at around 9 a.m., but we're going to start a little early. You know why we're going to start a little early? Well, we have a great, great guest, and you are certainly in for a treat. And now, by way of Harrisburg, North Carolina, she's an international sales motivational keynote speaker. She is one of the top-selling realtors in the Charlotte market and owner of One Community Real Estate. She is in the RPAC Hall of Fame times two. She is a best-selling author. She's a wife, mom, daughter, runner, pianist, and most importantly, a Tinder coach to Dan Nathanson. She is Lee Thomas Brown. Hey, good morning. And wait a minute. Don't we need to sing to you? Isn't this for <laughs> 35th birthday or something? Yeah. After after a certain amount, <laughs> after a certain amount of it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to my waiting tables days. We had to do this clapping shit in the restaurant. Happy birthday! Happy happy birthday! What's up, Nathanson? Let's see, that's the younger Nathanson, right, or the older one? That's the younger. Yeah, he's the younger, worse looking one. That's why he says, "Hey, hey, hey," because he's trying to be like Dwayne on what's happening. But actually, he's too young to remember that show. But you're not. <laughs> no, I am not. <laughs> Um, listen, uh, you know, thank you very much for coming on. I, I really appreciate it. You know, well, you know, I'm honored to, I love you. And I'm glad that all the success that you're having down in South Florida, you're killing it. And so are your agents. No, thank, thank you very much. As you are in North Carolina, you know, you are really a, you know, a huge influence in a lot of people's lives. And, you know, you, you went in your, um, you know, ran for, or in politics, and, and, and you've been doing a lot of great things with, uh, obviously, National Association of Realtors and such. You know, what makes a good real estate professional? Somebody that's likable. See, now, I know you didn't expect me to say that, but it, it kills me that there are so many agents out there that kill it, and they're incompetent, and they're not super knowledgeable, but they kill it because they're likable. And so your best agents have the ability to connect with people and they're able to dial in. And then if they really want to get super great, they become competent and knowledgeable too. So to me, it's that combination. You're not going to make it in this business if you can't connect to people, but you're also going to get sued and run out of town on a rail if you're incompetent at some point. We just don't know when that is. Yeah, surrounding yourself with good people. And I mean, and that's kind of a good segue into, you know, your uh, your venture that you, you went into is, you know, being an owner of One Community Real Estate. Um, and I love the premise. And tell us a little bit about it, because um, I started reading about it, you know, when you first announced it. And I'm like, wow, that's, you know, I, I love it because it's got such great core beliefs and it, and it really increases the professionalism in that uh, in that community. Well, I left, left Remax after 20 years. That was echoing. And it was nothing about who Remax is and everything about who I needed to be in my community. And so you always have to remember, too, that when people make changes, we often internalize it ourselves. But then the pandemic hits and everybody forgets about it anyway. And my goal is to build a company where we're known as advocates for the community, where we're not just selling houses, because we know the other thing about top agents they're always doing more than sticking signs in yards. They're out there coaching little league teams and they're volunteering at the battered women's shelter. And they do, 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 do all the time. And there's a big message there that actually defends and protects our value as realtors. And people understand that we're not 
all just realtors. We are their neighbors and we're entrepreneurs. And if you look at me as a mom first, then you're going to see me as a different kind of realtor than if you see me as just another realtor in the same way that people look at HGTV and kind of hate all the people on that show because they're all the same. Why are they the same? They're edited to be the same. So my reputation in my community is tied to everything that I do. And that's one thing that realtors can forget sometimes. And it's why we're having this big kerfluffle over the professional standards recommendations. We forget that we can't divorce our day-to-day -day lives from our realtor life because realtors are in this really emotional, intimate space with people while we deal with their biggest financial item. It's crazy. Yeah, it's... um. You know, uh, you know, going into professional standards, I mean, the whole reason why we've uh, put this breakfast with the broker a, a little over uh, two and a half years ago was because to kind of perpetuate that professionalism and collaboration within the industry that, you know, it seemed to be sorely lacking. And, um, you know, when you look at your um, your company now, you know, you know, your involvement in, in Realtor Political Action Committee and, and, pe and people look at it and. You know, they say with well, a realtor party and whatever, it's Republican or it, it's Democrat or it, it's neither. It's, you know, it's 50 percent, 50 percent, almost down the road. And, and it's really just about homeowners rights. Like there is no lobby. Wait, it, homeowners it, 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 there's nothing sexy about property rights. There's nothing sexy about tax rates, even though like people are fussing about the Biden tax plan this morning because 50 Cent came out and he finally figured it out. It's kind of hilarious watching people try to do the machinations around math because they don't understand it. But we're realtors and we say, you know what? P property taxes. We put aside these other things and say, where is it with our space? Florida is continually dealing with the flood insurance and flood reform issues. And as realtors, we chase flood reform all the time. We still haven't gotten any reform. We got a one year extension again. And, but we as realtors say, we have to talk about it because nobody else will. And let's be honest, our elected officials are not created equal. Some are smart. Some read stuff. Most of them push it off to staff. Well, when your staff is all 22 and 23 and 24 years old, they don't necessarily know the things that we know as community advocates. So when I'm involved in politics, I stay mostly, I mean, not all the time, but I mostly stay in my lane of property rights. So what are we doing with Fannie and Freddie? And then I have realtors that are like, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. Uh, yeah, it does. How many of y'all had a closing in the last 30 days that was a 30-year fixed? And if we lose the 30-year fixed, we ain't getting it back. And so you think about it, we're on offense. And I love realtors for that. And we need to talk about it more with our clients that we serve because they hate politics. They hate politicians. They're tired of their TV programs being eat up with commercials. They're tired of the radio. And my son's 14. He loves to watch YouTube. He's tired of the political ads that keep coming up on the crap that he watches. And frankly, it's it's all crap that he's looking at. But why is he inundated? Well, what happens is people get further and further in their trenches. Regular people tune out. Well, guess who realtors are? We're regular people. And we say, screw this. I'm just going to sell a house. I ain't going to mess with this. And then you elect the wrong county commission. And then you elect the wrong school board. And I will tell you that right now you can see the impact of the electorate not paying attention. And it's got nothing to do with Washington, D.C., although those are big issues. What happens locally? 
Well, that's going to be impactful on where do you have roads? Where do you have schools? What kind of zoning do you have? What's going to happen when you want to add a low income housing development so that your neighbors can afford to have somewhere to live that are your workforce housing? Realtors have to be the voice at the table. There's nobody else that's going to talk about this stuff. They'd rather pick a fight over the big stuff. And I will tell you, so those of y'all that follow me on Facebook or YouTube may have seen this. And if you don't, um, we'll give you all the social handles. But I did a town hall with my school board candidates in the middle of September because in my area, everybody's on fire about schools because we have been in virtual school this whole time because we have a school board. And one of the members said she heard about one kid somewhere who was 11 who got really sick. And so we can't open the schools. And we're like, we have hundreds of kids missing. Nobody can find them. But you're keeping everybody closed because you heard about one anecdote somewhere. I don't mind if you're making a decision that you're going to give me metrics on and information, but don't base this shit on some story you heard from somebody. And so as a parent, I said, screw this. I'm a mama. I'm a taxpayer. I want to know who's running for school boards. So I know who my choices are because we got four seats up. That means we got the majority up. So I invited them all to come on a town hall and I didn't even put my realtor spin into it. I took questions from the community. And you think about it, that's how we can be advocates. It's not always about being right. Although, I mean, frankly, I'm right all the time. Let's just be honest. But it's not about that. It's about being willing to put yourself out there so that other people can learn. We do it with our listings. We put our sign out there on a sketch house because you believe in the price. You believe in the seller. And your reputation's on the line every time your sign goes out. Your reputation's yeah. on the line with every offer you write for a buyer. So you put yourself out there for your clients. Why don't you do it for your community too? And I'll tell y'all, it's not too late to pull one of these together in your county because your neighbors don't know who to vote for. They have decided Trump or Biden, boy, they are all in. You get down ballot to county commission. They're like, I don't know who any of these people are. Soil and water commissioner. I got three candidates on my ballot. I need not one neighbor of mine that knows who they want. I know which one I want. He used to be a developer. Now he's a farmer. He's got great insights on soil and water and easements and how, how things go with impermeable area. That's the dude I want making decisions, not some rando that signed up because he wants to go up the ladder one day. Well, that's what you get to do when you're an advocate. And so I will tell you, since putting that out there, I've given my choices for school board to over 400 people, 7,000 views on that video. And then I got mad because one of the school board members rolled his eyes at me. And so I made a little moment and that one went really viral to the tune of almost 100,000 views. And I go anywhere in the county right now and they're like, you made the school board video. And I say, yes, I did. You want to know who to vote for? So I'm pretty sure I've picked the school board just by being willing to be an advocate and to ask questions. And I've gotten six listings from that so far. And why? Why'd they reach out to me? Because they said, you care about where we live. That matters to people. And I think we get, as realtors, sidetracked by websites and AI and AR and venture capital this and this new brokerage that. And there's a tree in my yard called a willow tree. And sometimes willow trees make websites and they turn into brokers and now they're going to be members. So we can't talk <laughs> about them anymore. And so when that happens, how do you compete? Well, you don't compete by chasing your value to the bottom and you don't compete by necessarily cutting your commission to the bone if you provide value. So what's the value you provide? My value is I'm going to be the one you can come to with questions about anything in the community.
that means people want me to be their realtor too. We have to flip the script and we're overdue on it. That's a yeah. really long answer to your question. Go look at these town halls, do the same thing. And I did a second one with County Commission. Why County Commission? They set property tax rates and they are also in charge of economic development. We need jobs in our communities. And with tax rates, <laughs> y'all know this is going to be all over the place next year because of the COVID. Most of our municipalities have their tax receipts way off. And where do they like to make it up? property taxes. Why? Because homeowners are too busy working and paying their bills to fight a property tax increase when it's just a penny, just two pennies. But you know who that hurts? Senior citizens on fixed incomes. It hurts our first time buyers, our workforce housing. It hurts the part of our community that needs homeownership the most and needs that chance at a different future. They're going to get shut out if our elected officials get to do whatever they want on property taxes. And I'd be damned if that goes down on my watch. Yeah. And, and you look at, you know, fire assessment fees, you know, when they can't raise the property taxes, all of a sudden you get these fire assessment fees and things that, you know, get reallocated to different, um, you know, um, bank accounts, essentially, or different projects that they, they, they support. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like we have the Sadowski affordable, uh, affordable housing fund. Uh, we'll just take from here to there and put there, you know, you know, it's, um, but it is interesting because, you know, you said something that gave me chills, you know, you know, you care about where you live and I wish real estate professionals and, and, and listen, if you ask a real estate professional, do you care where you live? They're all going to say yes, but don't tell me words, show me actions, be an advocate, understand what the, what our pack is, you know, our pack is, is, is a huge group that helps homeowners, you know, I mean, understanding the what we do. I mean, and you have to know what we do. I mean, I wear yeah. my pen all the time. A lot of realtors wear their major investor pen for RPAC at realtor meetings to peacock for each other. But that doesn't matter as much as when I wear this, you're looking for yours, you're wearing yeah. it. <laughs> but I wear this on my Zoom calls with my sellers and with my buyers and I wear it at the grocery store. And I wear it everywhere so that I can have conversations about how realtors actually care enough to write checks. I care enough to call elected officials and tell them, hey, this decision doesn't make sense. And so, like, for example, we have a state rep in North Carolina running for reelection. He gets realtors. He takes our phone calls. He fights for us on every issue. I don't even care what party he is. You take our phone calls and listen to us. That matters more than what party you land in. Well, he's getting shelled in his district because he hasn't done enough. Well, he was the co-sponsor of a bill that got shut down by our governor who didn't let it get through, which was going to take some of our federal COVID money and put it back to property owners to help cover rents that weren't coming due. So we know that on the federal level, tenants have been told they don't have to pay rent, but there's been no help for landlords. The state tried to push something through. He co-authored that bill. The governor blocked it. And now his opponent is shelling him saying he didn't do anything for property owners. And so as realtors, we're like, that's that's not true. And it's not fair. And we need guys like him who speak up for the whole ecosystem. And and I can't stress enough how much this matters, y'all. I mean, the media, for whatever they are on all and it doesn't matter what side of the road your own, they get one topic and they gnaw it to death. Meanwhile, other stuff's happening. It's getting passed through committees and passed through your states and the unsexy places. And I want my kids to have a chance to own a house one day. 
I love being a landlord. I love my investment properties and I don't buy expensive stuff. I buy cheap stuff so I can provide cheap rents and I keep them in good condition. I put down my LVP and I paint them and I keep the yard mow because I want to provide decent places to live. I can make money on that and I don't want to lose that opportunity. What happens when you let hedge funds own all the investment properties? Because that's what happens if you don't let realtors have a voice at the table. I can't tell y'all this enough. You have to tell the story. And I'll tell you, if I'm in a listing, I, David knows I do this. I've been doing this for years. I will tell the seller, I'm like, I want you to see this. It's the most expensive piece of jewelry I own. Costs more than, well, this one and this one put together. This one costs more. <laughs> and what this means is that I write checks and I make visits to elected officials to protect this house. So you can buy and sell this house and the house in the future. So can your kids and your grandkids and their friends at school and their friends' parents. Ask every realtor you interview if they're doing the same thing or if they just want another sale. Because I can sell your house and I'll do a daggum good job at it, but I'm not satisfied with just selling your house if it means I'm taking my eye off the ball so that we can all sell houses in the future. That's my story. And I have sellers that are like, I didn't know you did all that. Of course, frankly, now they know because all these videos are out there. They know everything I do. But the best part is I have two competitors I'm up against all the time because y'all know how it is. Doesn't matter how big your market is. You're always competing with the same people. Well, they found out I was doing this because one of my seller suspects was apparently a spy. And so both of them called me and said, how do I get one of those pins? And I said, a thousand dollars. And so one of them gave me a credit card on the spot. Poof, she's a major investor. Agent number three called and said, how much did agent number two give? And I said, she'd give a thousand. So Beth said, I give you a thousand fifty. I was like, of course you did. Cause realtors are competitive. Best realtors are competitive. But the, here's the best part. I didn't lose my competitive advantage, right? Now, every consumer that we meet with, here's the message over and over. So now that consumer thinks, oh, that's who realtors are. And so they're hearing a different message than HGTV gives them or that some judge somewhere gives that says realtors are only interested in commission dollars. My consumers go to bat and say, no, 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 because I called her about the school board thing and she got me a phone call back. I called her about my sign ordinance because we have this stupid sign ordinance in my town where you can't put out lead in signs for open houses or listings until Friday after five and you have to yank them back up on Sunday before five and it's stupid. And so my sellers are always like, why come you don't put a sign out? I'm like, I can't because of our stupid town. And so I'm continually fighting this with town council because they think it, you know, keeps the area looking nicer without them. I'm like, yeah, until you try to sell your house, jackass. And y'all just don't <laughs> think about what impacts other people until it happens to you. But people call me and I can handle that. And that's different, y'all. It tells people that there's something about you that differentiates you amongst the thousands of competitors in your market. And that's probably the number one thing realtors ask me. How do I build my brand? How do I stand out amongst my competition? How do I make my phone ring? Well, you make it ring by, first of all, answering it. Y'all got to answer your phone. You're killing me. And the second thing you have to do is be something more than just a free CMA, be something more than I can unlock this door over here. And now y'all can't even really post all the open houses you used to post because even though you can do them again, I'm frankly grateful to the COVID for making us not have to do opens. But if you hold an open now, you're in that weird space of some people think you're trying to kill off the community and the other ones are still just the damn looky-loo neighbors that want to come look at the house. And so, I mean, just be grateful for not having yeah. open houses. I'm so grateful.
you, know, you, you have to stop being a taker, you know, and start being a giver and, and giving back to your community and whatever that looks like. You know, if you if you look into the Realtors Political Action Committee and you're a realtor and you don't like uh, whatever they're doing, then do something else. But make sure that you're doing something to connect the community. Um, you know, uh, it, it's so important, you know, especially small businesses, you know, you know, restaurants are getting, you know, what's that? Yes. No, you can't hear me. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, small businesses, restaurants, I mean, those are those are the people that really, really need your help right now. And, you know, imagine being that voice and advocate to those small businesses and bringing in business. Don't you think that restaurant owner, don't you think that bartender or the waitress or waiter is going to remember you for a very long time? And it's, it's not about, you know, money and this and that thing, but making a difference. And, you know, us as realtors and us as real estate professionals, we need to make a difference. And it's been too long. Too many books have been written. Too much media has been written that we are negative, that, that you know, all we are are greedy real estate professionals that continue to do things that, you know, really, it's just not true. But when we're supporting local businesses, restaurants, you brought up the best example ever, because when the COVID mess started and everything went shut down, everybody says, we've got to keep our restaurants alive. We've got to save our weight people. We've got to save our restaurants. And there was a great push for it. Where was the hashtag support your local realtor? And what happens is, we haven't ever really told that story of how we are local business too. And in fact, each one of y'all, you're under this umbrella of a really good company, but each one of y'all runs a micro business. You've got a different sphere of influence. You offer different benefits and values to your consumers because each one of y'all does things just a little bit differently, which is frankly why you love real estate. But because we haven't told our story effectively like the restaurants have, nobody knows how to support you. So what if you start telling them? And I tell them by showcasing local businesses. I mean, I will make, I've got a little channel on my Facebook and there's a channel on Instagram as well where I'm spotlighting local businesses. And it's not about I'm Lee Brown, although you have to say I'm Lee Brown with one community because that's state license law. But after that, it's not real estate. It's this is my girl. She owns The Sweet Life. So I love Lori over at The Sweet Life. They're the best cupcakes in town. Well, her business has doubled during the pandemic and she's so busy she can't see straight. And I'm not going to neglect her because I love her. And I've got an account over there where we go get cupcakes to give to our new clients when we meet them, see, because I want to introduce them to really fattening food. And also I want to support her and also wins over buyers. Frankly, you should always take food to your clients because I'm a love language to my food. But well, I, I, I used to be 160 pounds before I met yeah. you. And you told me that, yeah, yeah, you told me to put the food and the cupcakes and. You know what they say, they say, eat right, exercise and die anyway. And that's just what <laughs> but you think about it. So when I support her, every time I post something, she likes it. And then I've got my local coffee shop. I'm going to partner with them at Halloween because just like for y'all, some neighborhoods are doing Halloween. Some of them are freaked out about the COVID and everybody's in a different place with this shit. And so I'm going to go over to Allegiance where as a local business, they're doing some treats for kids, knowing that if you want it, you'll come over there. And if you don't, then you can just drive your ass on by because I'm so tired of people needing to tell everybody how to live. And so I'm going to partner with them on that. But every time I tweet, every time I Instagram, they repost, they like my stuff, which means their audience gets to see me 
which means they click on my bio. And my, if you look at my Instagram page, I forever have realtors that are like, how come it's not houses? I'm like, because that's boring and nobody's interested in them. I make, you know, videos and I share funny things and I, you know, pay, provide information. That's what makes people reach out to you, y'all. You cannot be like everybody else and survive. It's just not going to happen. Think about your favorite restaurant. What's your favorite restaurant? You already know it in your head. It's a Cuban place. It's a Mexican place. It's a sushi place, whatever. Go in there with this is your camera. This is my camera. My It's also known as an iPhone. And if you hold it up, y'all know the chins go back. So it saves you about 10 pounds. And you're going to make a little video and say, hey, I'm over here at Havana, Carolina. That's my favorite Cuban restaurant. She is next door to me. And if you want to get into a fiery conversation about how amazing America is and how you should vote, or you get her fired up because as somebody who fled Cuba 12 years ago, she will tell you exactly why you need to be very careful of some policies being floated out there. But anyway, so I'm going to talk about Havana, Carolina. I'm going to show her and I'm going to say, here's what I'm eating. I'm eating the Cubano. It's my favorite food over there. And then people go in there and say, hey, I saw Lee Brown's video. Can I try the Cubano? It's the same reason in new home neighborhoods. Y'all know what sells, right? The model. They sell the model floor plan over and over a couple of elevations, but they have five floor plans. The model is like 80% of the neighborhood because people are visual and they love being guided. That's why Yelp is so big. They love being told things. Well, you're the realtor, right? So if you tell somebody to go to that restaurant because it's your favorite and tell them what you eat, you gave them specific advice, just like you do with listings. You with me on this? And then she tells them, oh, you came here because of Lee Brown. I love Lee Brown. Oh, now they have a love fest for you. And where are you now? You're top of mind. And you're not top of mind because of a sign in a yard. But if they happen to go look you up, which they always will, they see real estate. Well, now there's what kind of feelings associated with you as a realtor. It's all positive. And you go to the listing appointment. Nobody argues with me about what I charge. They get it. They know where my money goes. They know I'm investing in the community and I have two teenagers and they know that I have a life and a business and they don't mind supporting that. You don't argue with that local restaurant because you love supporting them, even if they charge too much because you love them. You have to build that, guys. And this is something David can't do for you, right? This is all on you. This is on you to develop your message, your brand, and in a space this big. You don't have to win over the whole city. You need to win over your hundred people. And you win them over by being caring and having a sense of humor. Frankly, a sense of humor is very important in today's very angry world. And by being informative. And then when you go to the listing appointment, still being you. So you can't go to the listing appointment and turn into the realtor. So I'm here to get you the most money in the shortest amount of time. It's fewest hassles. No, you walk in, you're like, all right, let's talk a little bit. I get my notebook out and I always say, all right, so may I make a few notes? And they always say, yes. I'm like, all right then. And I don't have to wear readers anymore because I got the bifocal contacts. And then they always giggle, right? Because if you're middle-aged, just lean into that shit. I mean, you know, you don't understand. I know you understand. Because you're uh, unfortunately, I do. <laughs> going to take notes and they're going to walk me through the house. I'm like, uh-huh, tell me about this. What's this? Uh-huh, all right. So one house that I'm fixing to list, y'all, it's the daddy died, the son's got the house, and the son is kind of a snotty pants because he knows everything. And we went down to the basement and I was like, I can't breathe. He's like, oh, we fixed the water. I'm like, but you didn't fix the fungal growth. I mean, legit, it's you can almost see the mold floating in the air. 
And he said, well, I'm selling it as is. I said, friend, you ain't selling this one as is unless you're going to take a damn bath on it. And he's like, I'm not doing it. I don't even smell it. I said, it's because your nose blind. <laughs> you develop the right brand. You can just tell people the truth and they don't fire you. What's he done? Getting the mold remediation done. And we've had three bids and I've been babysitting it. And now he and I are talking price. And he says, are you sure that's the right price? And I said, here's all the data. He said, but I feel like it's higher. I said, then you tell me what you think it ought to be. He said, no, 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 I'm not going to argue with you. I said, I'm just asking, what do you want to do? He's like, well, can we go 10,000 higher? Look in the market we're in, I can go 10,000 higher on a 350 house. 360 ain't going to kill us. Not like in two years ago when it might've killed us, but people listen to you differently. You've got to understand what I'm saying here. Take off that facade of what you think a realtor is supposed to look like, what you think a realtor is supposed to say. Maybe some of y'all have ink, right? Why do you hide your ink? Just wear it because there's buyers and sellers out there. that be like, where'd you get that one done? That one's kind of cool. But you put a blazer on first because do I have to really make a professionalism comment? You know that I do. And I know y'all in Florida, y'all going to argue with me, but I can't hear you. So it doesn't matter. But the reality <laughs> is this. Realtors love to be paid your full sticker of whatever you charge. You, you think you're worth it. Mm -hmm. So look like you're worth it. Too many times we're trying to match our clients. They hired a professional. When I go to a doctor with my son who's 14, look, I want him to wear his doctor jacket. And I know him, right? Because I'm a runner and he's a biker. And so we talk all the time about working out because I've known the doctor for 15 years. But when I go to see him at the medical clinic, I want him to look like a doctor so that my son will have confidence and I as a mom will have confidence. And y'all think about all these damn nest doorbells and ring doorbells. Y'all watched in your next door groups. The minute they get a video they don't like of a realtor, people share that shit. They're like, what is this? My favorite one is that one. Y'all probably saw it. It was the two incompetent dudes after dark and they were sitting there trying to get into the Supra and they were both wearing a t-shirt and jeans. And the seller was like, who are these people and which one is the realtor? Right. And so when they're sitting there, it, stop it. Just stop it. Buy a damn blazer. Look, see, I'm wearing sleepless in October, but I have a jacket on. Y'all wouldn't have known that if I had not shown you. And look, I know I'm on Zoom. I got my Tar Heel pants on because I'm on Zoom. But see, people from here up see my hair is fixed and my face is on and they think I know what I'm doing. You're killing yourself, y'all. And I know some of y'all are going to be like, Lee, I do very well and I wear blue jeans. Mm -hmm. How much better could you do? What opportunities are you robbing yourself of because you walked into a room and they didn't say, oh, he knows what he's doing. There's so much power in that, y'all. And granted, you're going to relax with people at some point because you're going to get to know them. It's the beauty of real estate is the relationships. But the first time you meet somebody, it could be your best friend from high school. I'm going to look like I know what I'm doing. I had an appointment last night. <laughs> And I've known this lady for years and I pulled up and she's like, why are you, why do you have your face on? Cause I never wear makeup. And she, I, I said, cause I have an appointment with you. And she's like, you didn't have to put makeup on. And she, she kept going on and on about it. But she was noting that I cared enough about my meeting with her to be my best self. And it, it shocked her so much. She told me, but ask yourself that question. What more could I do to elevate in my marketplace? What can I do to elevate my reputation? What can I do to have people perceive me differently? It could be as simple as your face and your hair and your jacket. 
Love it. Listen, uh, you're awesome. And, uh, you know, it just, you know, the, the, the passion that you give on, on every, uh, you know, everything regarding, you know, the real estate industry, the family, the community, connecting communities, being part of this community and being an advocate for homeowners rights is just uh, so commendable. We thank you for your service. You're uh, going to be the 2021 Vice President of the National Association of Realtors, and we certainly very much appreciate your service. So I always end it with two last questions. Well, first of all, I got I got some books. <laughs> and I got some signed books, Peeling the Onion. Um, that's the only one I haven't read. Uh, outrageous. Yeah, it, it, looks, it looks good and I'm going to read it, but Outrageous Authenticity, nice uh, which, is, which is an awesome. Yeah, I know. That was a tongue twister this morning. Um, and The Seven Daily Sins of Sales. I mean, these books are really, really good. They're very easy reads. Um, and uh, we are going to, if you share um, this video uh, after we uh, obviously record it, um, we are going to give it three of these away. So uh, we certainly appreciate it. So la last question, I know we, we've taken a lot of your time. So um, I always end it with these last two questions. One is, what is your favorite like streaming, like Netflix uh, series? And what are you currently watching? Well, I just finished that Emily in Paris series, which is by the dude who did Sex in the City, because it's just brainless smut and I enjoy brainless <laughs> smut. And since I ran out of that, now I'm, I'm a nerd. And so I'm currently reading a one volume book about World War One. I'm a, a big Civil War history person, although in my area we call it the War of Northern Aggression. But because I needed something different, I'm reading the World War One book. And so I'm watching the movie by Peter, whatever his name is, did Lord of the Rings. Um, they Shall Never Grow Old, which is a creepy, creepy documentary because they took video clips from World War One, and then they voiced over the words of veterans. It's crazy cool. So that's what I'm watching and reading. Although I, since I finished Emily in Paris this morning, I tried um, um, Utopia because a friend of mine told me about it from Amazon Prime. And I'm a little creeped out half into episode one. So I probably won't survive because I don't do good with suspense or horror or like Dexter was too much for me. I have to watch Brainless Happy Smut, which is why if I can't find something good, I go back to the office. But I will tell you, business books, if you're not a history nerd, I'm currently reading this one by Bob Goff, Dream Big. He wrote the book Love Does. And if y'all never read Love Does, get that book. But this is his new one. And so it, it's, I'm in a midlife crisis place. Some of y'all might be there too. And so I'm journaling as I read it, right? So this is my reading journal because I like to empty my brain out and think when I read. So if you want to know why I get everything done, it's because I write everything down so I don't lose all these nuggets. But um, this is really impactful. And what he says on here is don't settle for anything less because God says you're worth it. And I've needed that because the COVID era has been hard on me. It's part of why y'all may not know I had a new book out. I haven't promoted it well because I've been blue and I get all of my energy up to be with realtors and to give, give, give. And then I've, I've got nothing left to promote. And so I'm trying to get back up here. And I will tell you that now that y'all know what I'm streaming and reading, and I, I know y'all can let me say one more thing, but if you've been blue, during COVID because your life is out of whack because your kids have been home because you're at home with your spouse and because nothing's right. 
which is hard for realtors because we're still busy while nothing's right. And so we feel guilty for not feeling right when we're fortunate to be the leading sector of the economy. I'm just going to tell y'all you're not alone. I talk to realtors across the country who are in a really weird place right now. Look up the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. You matter. I'm glad that you're here on this session today, but y'all, there's another agent in your office or in your market that's not here. Please call and reach out to somebody. Just text them and say, hey, friend, how we doing? Because our business is incredibly lonely while it's also a people business. And I think our people are a little bit at risk right now. So whoever you are that needed to hear me say that, I love you and you're not by yourself. But don't be afraid to reach out, David. It's one of my favorite humans. That's the reason I jumped on to the breakfast today and I'm glad to be with y'all. He won't judge you if you're having a rough time. He'll probably go feed you because that's how we roll and let you have a friend for a minute and it'll be confidential and not judgmental. But y'all, this is going to get worse before it gets better in our space. And so take care of each other, please, please, please. Thank you for that. Um, I, you know, I, I really, really... Um, agree with Lee and, and, and Lee is one of my favorite humans, but, you know, um, you know, sometimes, you know, we, you know, we think that we're, we're okay. And uh, sometimes we just need, you know, we need that little, you know, vent. We need that little the understanding that, you know, we're all in this together. This is not, you know, this, we're a community, we're not a community of competitors. We're a community of collaborators and, you know, we're, we're here for you no matter what it is. And uh, you know, I mean, I don't know if I'll move the body, but um, you know, I'll I'll certainly help you and watch you while you're uh, moving the body. So, Lee, thank you so much. Breakfast with the broker every Tuesday at nine a.m. Uh, this was a real treat. A really, really, um, Lee, uh, you're doing awesome things and uh, uh, lots of love over here and, and sending lots of hugs and. And hopefully we get through this together. And um, if there's ever anything that I can do for you, please don't hesitate. To reach oh, I know. Out. I'll be back in Florida soon because y'all are a smart, uh, smart state that you got a good governor. So keep it up. All right. <laughs> Thanks so much. Bye, guys. Have a great day, guys. Bye.